welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan, and that's not Matt. It's TFT punk correspondent Rachel D. Rachel, mistakes get forgotten, dreams get remembered. Ooh. What's the point of having a voice when it gets inside, stuck inside your throat? When it gets stuck inside your throat? When it gets stuck inside your throat? Uh, which is a preface to saying that I do have a cold, so please be gentle on me. We will be, and we will be, we will be gentle, patient, and kind uh, as we as we podcast with colds. Uh, so if there is coughing, if there are interruptions, uh, be ready. But we are here and the soldiering on uh, to discuss uh, Jeff Rosenstock's 2018 album um, Post. And so we are back in the present. We left Matt all the way back mm-hmm. in 1999. Uh, you know, we just had to get out of there. We weren't able to get him into our DeLorean when we rocked back so we're gonna have to go back and uh get him but we're not quite in the present uh we're we're in the very near past uh we're in we're in january 2018 right now which is when this album came out and so what we're going to do over the next month is hit uh one album from each of the four months uh that passed while we were um in the uh in in the 90 in the 90s in 98 and 99 so we'll do a january february march and april album um over the course of the next four weeks of april 2018 and then we're going to go on tft um summer break uh summer sabbatical for uh, about a month month and a half um and return in mid-june for our um for our summer semester for our summer session um and and we'll tell you more about what we'll hit then but right now it's time a good time to kind of get caught up on uh what's been coming out in 2018 there's been a number of really good albums this year and this was um is one of the best ones and was certainly the first one uh rosenstock um surprise released this um on january 1st so right on right on the new day uh on, on on the first day of the new year and this is an album that he wrote and recorded over the last year um and it is, uh, and it, it's definitely been one of our kind of favorite albums of the year. I mean, Rachel, what were your uh, takes on this album as you as you first heard it? Uh, I thought it was a it was very interesting um, to hear an album that sounded kind of the way it sounded. Uh, it was very. I felt like I heard. You know, this is gonna sound like hints of Weezer and <laughs> and and Ted Leo and other like punk rock auteurs. Um you know, occasionally some of the songs. It's even, like an indie rock wine tasting. Yeah, right? right. Exactly. I'm getting. I'm. Oh, yeah. I'm getting a little hint of. You know, there's like a little bit. Some of the songs even had this little like fiery furnaces aftertaste, or kind of like a soft rock vibe. But for the most part, I think the kind of dominant vibe was this kind of like I would say, um, like a pop punk sound. I, I really haven't heard. Uh, a lot, I think, recently. I feel like a lot of new music that I listen to, a lot of new, like, indie rock, punk rock music I, I hear has more of, like, a, I don't know, like, the, it's like the 90s Boston house house party vibe. I don't know how to describe that. Like, it's very dreamy, comparatively. Mm. So I, I enjoyed the kind of, like, kind of like rougher more plaintive kind of emotional um uh, style of this album uh musically 
Uh, and so I, you know, I was definitely very struck by it and liked it. And it's definitely up my alley as a punk rock correspondent. Well, it is very something. That, something that you um, and, and you know, in, in the disclosure, you know, to open the kimono a little bit. This is our second go of recording. Uh, the first, mm-hmm. there was a a severe coughing fit uh, that we that we had to uh, <laughs> that we had to pause for. It's like hashtag real talk. Uh, <laughs> I had a terrible coughing fit. Hashtag real cough. You know, like. podcasting's not easy. There are. Days Days where it feels perfect and it feels like effortless, and then there are other days where it's just so hard. And there was a typo there. I just want to let you know because this is Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and this is actually SpawnCon for like a a uh, you know um, some tea, right? That's, that's why I really Yogi like tea. Yogi tea. Yogi tea. <laughs> it's so organic, and the bags are compostable, so I don't have to feel guilty about consuming so much tea. And I know it keeps my body whole because there's no uh, uh, there's no toxins or minerals in it. So, guys, I just wanted to keep it real. Hashtag real talk. Hashtag spawn. Hashtag real tea. Hashtag organic life. Hashtag fit fam. Hashtag blessed. That's you know what if what if the Kermit sipping tea picture is actually just like sponsored content oh for my, tea? Oh my god, I think it might be. Yeah, it's like uh, it's for Lipton. It's, it's all Lipton, <laughs> right? Lipton. Like, and, and like, I guess who who'd really be sipping the tea then, right? Yeah, right. So uh, the idea then of like Lipton Sponcon like Kermit tea it definitely makes me think of like like the kind of. Um, like kind of like office co-worker tea then, right? Because like Lipton is always like stocked in my mind in like office right, pantries, right, right. you know, as like the, the the tea we can all agree on for some reason. Well, and I think that this album, weirdly, yes, yes, this is a digression. This is a, <laughs> a, a digression that is kind of um, playing around with the... Um, the album, the ideas in this album, right? Because this album post, right, is not just a stick in the ground or a newspaper in Washington. Um, it's a prefix, right? It is mm-hmm. post hyphen. Um, and it's about the post period. Uh, and I think the period that it is post is the um, November 2016 election, right? Yeah. And so, so actually, weirdly, all of these things of the tea that we can all agree on and sponsored content uh, and, and having a sore throat uh, are all things that are. are directly or peripherally related uh, to post. I have a sore throat from shouting so much. That's right, man. Um, no, and M- also makes from you think. It the makes terrible you... virus spreading through our office. Through your office. Yeah, yeah, capitalism. That's right. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Um... No, but I do think I, I think that's right. I think the album title is very fitting, and I definitely read it to as you know about being. Um, Definitely about feeling all all the feels after the election, right? And and how how um, how we're processing it, and how we're not processing it, um, or failing to process it in a in a healthy or productive way. Um, I think is also kind of like there, um, you know. And maybe that's okay. So I, I think I, I think the album does kind of have you know thematically that's very much at the forefront of the album. And yet this is an album that also is by turns kind of is very propulsive and then expansive, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it is that real, um, that punk auteur vibes. Um, and, and so there's really a lot here, but it's, and it's, it really is. I remember, um, I was 
at the gym the week this came out, uh, and it was a good treadmill album, right? Because mm. it was just like a lot of really um, up tempo punk bangers, uh, and, and there is a kind of both defiant and uh, and and kind of. There's a, both a defiant and kind of confused energy that is there, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll kind of talk talk about it because it is. I mean, it, it's definitely it's it's interesting because it, it is a little less kind of in lyrical content defiant than a lot of kind of political um, punk music, but that there is um, a lot of. It, it charges forth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so put on post and charge forth uh, into your life, into this post everything world. Yeah. Um, and because you know, because I mean, every moment is post the other moment, right? This is every every word I am saying on this podcast is post the other words on this podcast. Oh yeah, it makes you think, right? Uh, it's every everything is post. Everything is post. Yeah. I, I, it does. It makes you think. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> no, no, but really, uh, it, it, I, guys, but guys, really, but guys, really, <laughs> but no, guys, really, uh, yes. Uh, anyway, but we should let people listen to this album. No, I, th- well, I, I, yeah, but like, but like, they'll listen to it post us doing this. Oh yeah, you're right. But like, and so it's like if we just keep talking, then they'll never listen to it, right? And there will be no post. Well, because there's, then, only, there's only present. There's only present. That's right. Which is really what we all want to be. Yeah. And you know what helps <laughs> me to be present? Yogi tea. Oh, I know. Just a one quick hot sip, and I'm taken away. And you know, so yeah, so we'll wait. Um, we'll, we'll we'll get to uh, our discussion of post after this word from our commercial sponsors. Wait a second. The commercial sponsors are already in the podcast. That's right. That's the thing about sponsored content, Rachel. There isn't just an ad break. You mean we don't need an ad break? We don't need an ad break anymore because we are just we are we are just dropping in sponsorship for Yogi Tea. You know, the Yogi Bear of teas. And I did it so naturally and effortlessly. It's like you had no idea there was sponsored content. Well, and that's the thing, is that Yogi Tea, in addition... So here's the thing. There's a few use cases for Yogi Tea, right? One is the person who's just your regular regular work-a-day civilian tea drinker. Yeah. But but I want to talk to you, you discerning knowledge worker media creator, right? And so if you are someone who needs to create authentic sponsored content... Yogi tea is really good for that as well. You yeah, because you know, uh, you know, creativity it breeds happiness. That's what I've always said, and yeah. that's a quote from Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah, and it's printed on uh, on the back of this bag of, of, Yogi, of Yogi tea. tea. And yeah. you know, it's like that quote has really been inspiring me a lot recently in thinking about sponsor content and how my relationship to Yogi Tea and yeah. how natural it is and how effortless it is. Just like Yogi Tea is naturally and effortlessly <laughs> organic, um, and I just you know I think it's. I think about like that relationship I have to Yogi Tea and just um, you know it's it's really incredible um, how much those words have really struck a chord with me. Would you say that your relationship with Yogi Tea is the most important relationship in your life? I would say it's it's I you know I don't know if it's the most important but it's a vital part of my life. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at this this bag and it says. Take a look at yourself. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. That's by Rumi. That's by Rumi. Yeah, that's by Rumi. And that's what it says on the Yogi Tea Bag. And why would I question why that? Why would I question 
why was I question the Yogi T? Uh, so Yogi T, be your own guru. And we're back, but we never left because because we were, the content was so effortlessly blended into this podcast, just like the effortless, effortless blend of these teas and spices in this yogi tea packet. It's amazing. And we're back, but we never left. <laughs> That's right, because we've always just been integrated holes, right? The things we like and advertise for and the things we like to talk about. Just like Yogi T, the yin and yang of contemporary creative commerce. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. So, Rachel, I have a question for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So, this post. Yes. Is this... Punk that speaks to our times. <laughs> I mean, I would, you know, I actually am just going to say yes, not even qualified it's an unqualified yes. yes. I'm going to say it is. Well, then let me qualify the question. Ooh, please do. <laughs> well, as you know, um, this question came. This question came about. Because of some, actually, some some email marketing, some direct email marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a real heavy theme uh, <laughs> on this album, and it's 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 buying and selling things, guys. <laughs> um, so um, I got a, a direct email marketing from um, uh, from from a mailing list of which I'm a member, uh, and it was peddling a new album, and it was a new album by a band. Um, Called Dream Wife. Um, and th- here are the three talking points for Dream Wife. It's the long awaited debut LP from the London Iceland group. Um, they sound like someone locked them in a room with only Slater, Kenny, and Bikini Kill records to sustain them. Uh, and it's a blast of feminist post punk that, that speaks, speaks to, to these, these times. times. I mean, just before going forward. Being locked in like uh, a room with Slater Kenny, uh, with only Slater Kenny and Bikini <laughs> Kill Records, sounds like a the like like Saw, Saw eighteen, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> but especially to sustain them, like, do they mean literally like, or that's figuratively? Like, that's like eat the like do they have to eat records? Well, that's that's pretty gruesome. Every, every Saw mo- uh, Saw movie involves a gruesome choice. Man, I guess this is what: Do I eat the Slater Kenny record <laughs> or the Bikini Kill record? I don't know. That's a real, They're both going to hurt. <laughs> that's a real Sophie's Riot Girl record eating <laughs> choice. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, so, and, and I think, and then we like, and so I played this um, album. Yes. Um, because, well, look, we are in these times. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm, I'm in these times. Yeah, me too. I'm like, hey, hey, Rachel, is it now? Yeah, it's now. And then, so hey, I, do you want some music for now? I think so. This is like a direct recreation of our conversation. Yeah, pretty much. And like, especially if it's feminist post-punk. Yeah, because that's us. I mean, that's Those are we, three words that definitely were like algorithmically designed to appeal to me. Exactly. And, and, and especially me now in these times. In these times. These times. I think that's what it is about this phrase, right? And so I was already... The thing is, I played this both... Hoping this was an album I would really like, this Dream yeah. Wife album. Um, and I was a little skeptical <coughs> because it didn't say what these times are. Right? These like, times. I don't know. The times that we like. The times. I don't know. Right. I mean, these th- times. Right, and so it's eight, right. It's it's you know eight twenty eight a.m. on Monday, February twenty sixth. <laughs> so by like these times, is it like speaks to these times of having a case of the Mondays? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're having a case of the Mondays, and you're like, 
need some feminist post-punk to speak to these times. Right. It's like, it's weird, right? Because they both want to ride the, um, like, so this copy and this, and which was probably copy pasted from like a publicist. Right. right? Um, wants to benefit from there being a sense. And we talked about this a little bit a year ago when we talked about priests, right? Mm-hmm. And a few other albums of this idea that, um, the, the 2016 presidential election, Trump's election uh, to president and the first year of office would be a real boon to political music and to, to political punk, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's back to those days of Thatcher and Reagan, right. um, but like worse, right? right. Um, or something, right? And it would be, and so the punk would be even punkier. Right. Um, and, and, uh, and so, and, and so this both kind of cashes in on that idea with also without naming it, right? Yes, and it's just, I think it's so. speaking to <laughs> these times, um, right? And, and cause like, if there's anything that good, like. I mean, these times when avocados are like $3 a pop. These I mean, times. I mean, if there's anything These that good a good punk rock does, is that it's re- it is reify things. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think so. And so, um, and so, th- this question was loaded um, because the the. I think that that notion and this this kind of notion about music being tailored to a given times is a very easy hook for publicists, for music journalists, for reviewers, for artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think art, a lot of artists tend to be more coy about it um, yes. generally. Well, I don't think they want to date themselves or like kind of put their music on some sort of timeline, right? Because... You know, if you wrote a lot about Bush, now you're like the guy who wrote a lot about Bush, you <laughs> right. know? And that album is all about Iraq, you yeah, know? And it's yeah. just kind of like what it is. I don't know. And it's like those were heartfelt sentiments and the songs may be good, but it's kind of about Bush. I don't know. Well, and, and that is, I mean, that is like a lot of music, um, especially from like kind of 04, 05, right? Mm-hmm. That, that kind of, I, I think that there is definitely that. And it's interesting, right? Because that turn of political music was a lot folkier, right? That that was, yeah. it was really going for, there were a lot of like new Bob Dylans out there, right? And, you know, kind of bright eyes, kind of first and foremost. I think the the album that is like of that time, it, the most I've never talked about before is um, Bright Eyes is I'm Wide Awake It's Morning, right? No, but what needs to happen for these people though, like for like Bright Eyes and others, I think I totally agree that that album is such a Bush album. Such a Bush such album. Such a Bush album. You need to get the, the California Uber Alice thing has to happen to them, which like <laughs> just is like the, you know, California Uber Alice, for those who do not know, is a Dead Kennedy song from the 80s, right, about Governor Jerry Brown being like the, the governor of California then, <laughs> being a fascist, and now he's the governor of California now, and it's awesome because it can be relevant to these times so you just need you need unfortunately Bush has to come back so all those albums could be like played again and people could be like wow that was prescient or or maybe it's like you know maybe uh, like you know Jenna Bush will become president <laughs> right. or something like that right um, and so I mean that is kind of interesting in this also in this notion of of postness mm-hmm. because we never really get over anything right no. like um, and, and so it's just like it's just time is kind of just like an accumulation of things and, uh, <laughs> right um right <coughs> no I, I think that's right right we can't we'll never really we'll never really get over um governor jerry brown <laughs> well and i know i think that and i think that is what's interesting um about 
Post, right? Because Post does have a little bit of that narrative of Jeff Rosenstock wrote it, um, you know, after the election, very short, briefly after the election. And even his first album, Worry, was released right around the time of the election. Right. Um, and Or not his first album, his last one, um, his previous album. And it also kind of struck a chord. It was one of these things that was written and recorded before the election, uh, but kind of showed that a lot of these things that led to the election were incipient, right? Right. Um, but this is kind of different, right? Because this is all those things that were established in worry um, and were kind of have been talked about, like, actually, it, you know, for for decades and years in, in punk music and kind of politically oriented music are all still exist, um, but life also goes on, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of where um, post is. And so I think it is kind of simplistic, right? So I do think it actually is a qualified yes that this is kind of politically charged punk music that speaks to these times. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, the statement like politically charged punk music that speaks to this times, it's like it is literally kind of true. It is like a it yeah. is a it is an accurate description of this album, right? But it's not, but it's not just that. Right? No, but it's not just that. Um I think in part because I think too, like kind of what you're, I think saying, I, at least the way I kind of think of it is also that I think sometimes when I think politically charged music speaking to these times, you think of things that are a little more like aggressive or confident in their stances. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think what's interesting about this album is like how much it's about, um, I don't know about ambivalence, but just kind of. Because I don't think it's ambivalent. That's not the right word. It's more like not um, just sort of like uh, helpless or like yeah. feeling feeling kind of, um, yeah, like kind of helpless and powerless and you know, like uh, just not really sure kind of how to move forward. Well, overwhelmed. I think it's about like feeling overwhelmed. I mean, right. And, and I mean, the, the other, the album starts with kind of two strong sonic moments, right? The first one is a um, voicemail um, from um, Jeff Rosenstock's um, a, a friend of his and former uh, bandmate, uh, Laura, Laura Stevenson. And it's hello, best friend. It's me. Hope this makes it on your new record. But then the really kind of beginning of the record in earnest, right, is dumbfounded, downtrodden, and dejected, crestfallen, grief-stricken, and exhausted, trapped in my room while the house is burning to the motherfucking ground, right? And then, and that's the, you know, um, that those are the first lines of a song called USA. Uh, and then the next three songs of the album um, are a song called Your Throat that uh, where the refrain is, what's the point of having a voice if it gets stuck inside, inside your throat? Um, followed by a song called All This Useless Energy. Followed by a song called Powerlessness. <laughs> um, uh, f- followed by a song uh, in which the chorus is TV stars don't care about who you are. are. Right. Uh, right. And so that that is a strong run about this kind of and then eventually followed by being my head against the wall right <laughs> which i also view in the same kind of arc um with melba being kind of like a digression or like a escapist it's a fantasy it's a right? fantasy right the, the the song melba puts out the idea um of let's go back to melbourne we can start over because mistakes get forgotten dreams can be remembered right um and i think that that is I mean, and, and it's again, it's all of a piece. Mm. Um, but I feel like that that and Melba kind of comes after this <coughs> turn where there is 
a little more of a move towards action. Yes. Right? Um, and it, it ends up, um, right, that, you know, that there is a slight arc, right? Even if, it, like, escapism feels like being, being stuck, um, you know, then it is, um, you know... It kind of gets to, you know, nine times out of ten, I'll be stoned on the subway um, and, like, dodging eye contact. um, And then kind of building to, we're not going to let them win, right? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there is, it does end with a a bit more resolve. Yes, I think so, too. But it starts from such a place of being kind of paralyzed and dejected, right? Yes. Yes. I um, mean, it is that feeling of the immediate. I guess it is that there are degrees of postness. Yes. Right. Um, and and so and and so in that way, and I know, like, in the way that Ladybird, right, kind of is is you know, uh, as the the film is a chronicle of a year, right, um, right. and kind of a um, and and that there are kind of. Even though our things set in course, they kind of morph. It's like um, ripples from a stone in a, in a pond, right? And so that I feel like the album, <laughs> you know, the album is a documentary, and the evel- the events are filmed in uh, in real in real time, um, right? To uh, to to quote the um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force um, uh, song about the um, uh, about the Highlander, the, uh, and so. The right that that this album starts right at the period of the election, that immediate post period, um, and then goes um, all the way up to at least a feeling of um, a little bit of a building defiance. No, I um I I, I agree. I think the immediate <coughs> the first song, the USA song. This is very interesting paranoia built into it, um, where he's kind of scanning or the people around him asking, tell me, was it you? <coughs> Please be honest. Tell me, was it you? Which I think is a very interesting thing to kind of describe, um, you know, kind of just starting with like the first stage, <coughs> the post. <coughs> I remember doing that myself um, the day after the election. I went into work. And I, I felt that way. I, I definitely was kind of scanning, um, particularly some of my bosses. Like, tell me, you know, I wanted, I kind of wanted to know, bro, bro, <laughs> how did you vote? <laughs> you know, and it, it was. <clears throat> I felt I had to express, like, send my condolences to like the other people around me who I felt would be um, particularly hurt or dejected by this um, outcome. I guess that's so. It's also as a means by showing that, you, like, that they are not alone, or you are with them, yes. right? <clears throat> that's right. I felt, you know, and it's like partly selfish, partly, you know, I I needed it too, right? I needed to tell someone like, "Hi, I'm upset." You know, are you upset? I I'm. If you are, I I feel for you. Um, but I also kind of had to pretend that like nothing had happened and that. Um, it was like another day at work and, you know, I had to go to work and I had work to do. Um, and uh, life would carry on like nothing had happened. Um, you know, that day too, in particular, I had to go to, um, immigration court, um, for like a pro bono matter. And 
uh, it did not go well. And I remember feeling particularly like, oh, God. <laughs> and I think it just, like, added insult to injury. Um, you know, and that was, like, for a pro bono matter. And, I, you know, it, it was upsetting. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think this song, I, I thought was, like, very... I think a very kind of um, at least I related strongly to this I, this paranoia and this idea of like wanting to know, wanting to like sort of understand suddenly the people who you thought you understood, but seem to be like sh- strangers in your midst now. Um, you know, after this outcome, and I think that there is something really interesting about. I mean, it kind of connects to um, a later song, the powerlessness song, right? Where he says, um, you know, this just dawned on me. Um, I haven't spoken to another person in a week. I've been sitting silently telling myself I need time to think. Um, And then, you know, uh, I met you at the coffee shop. We marched on the interstate and blocked the cops. The echoes of the flash grenades rang in our ears uh, as we moved along. I called it positivity and congratulated myself on a job well done. But after a couple of days, the fire that I thought would burn it down was gone. Um, And and I think that this idea, and then it kind of goes on, right? And in the second or the next verse, it says, It came on suddenly. I haven't spoken to another person in a month. Well, small talk, obviously. But nothing beyond barely catching up. I have lots of things to say, but they're going to sound dumb, dumb, dumb. I have lots of things to say, but I'm just an idiot. Um, and then you know the, the chorus is, so where can you go when the trouble's inside you? Make all your limbs feel like they're covered in lead. How can you solve all the problems around you when you can't even solve the ones in your head? Rumi said that, right? Yeah, Rumi said that. <laughs> um, and, and, I, and I think that this idea connects to this feeling of of distrust um because it makes me think about like a number of things right about like the this there's a close connection in political science um and sociology around the kind of connections between trust social capital and senses of kind of efficacy right mm-hmm. and and this ability to get things done right so there's a sense of you know, both the event of the election, but also the the kind of division and polarization that um, that kind of precedes it and follows it. I mean, we're in a social capital death spiral, right? So social capital is like the strength um, and power that comes from social connections. Um, and the ideas you know, people write about it, I mean, namely um, Robert Putnam, who we've talked about on the podcast before, um, who's a political scientist who looks at social capital both in Italy um, and in the United States. And in the United States, one is a famous book called uh, Bowling Alone that looks at the decline of social capital in the U.S. and kind of shows how these types of bonds and like these, these kind of cross-cutting um, linkages between people, to between diverse groups of people, he associates kind of very strongly with civic virtue, with trust, um, both in one another and in public institutions. Mm-hmm. And I think that as you have have get, been getting kind of less connection and less kind of connection between people from different walks of life, um, that kind of has moved in lockstep with increasing political polarization, which then further erodes social capital, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and this sense of not knowing, you know, was it you? And right, that that sense of possible distrust, um, like 
right, you know, that, that trust and repeated interactions can overcome prisoners' dilemmas, right? Mm-hmm. It can create cooperation. Um, but that is very fragile. Right? And once that kind of suspicion comes in, you move back to um, to to ratting one another out, or in yeah. this case, to um, not cooperating and to being antisocial, right? And, right? and you see, I think, on these songs, this kind of this kind of psychological toll of that disconnection and how that then circles back to a sense of political power of, of by feeling disconnected and uh, unable to connect to other people um, and kind of talk about politics, you then feel like you can't do anything. Right. 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 No. And I I think it's like, there's an interesting um, kind of like wrapped up in that is this sense too of like, his like general like privilege you know and like um some of the ways he gets to like care or not care but he also like aware of that and also feels kind of like paralyzed and trapped by that um you know and, and i think that's right i think there is a sense like if you can't you know if you don't really know right if there isn't like the the trust you know how can you build how can you be part of some sort of like positive social movement if you, if you feel like disconnected and, and distrustful of others, um, or that you feel that they in turn will feel distrustful of you right, right, right. and like your voice, right? Um, you know, and, and like acknowledging the sort of like kind of uh, how that kind of will work both ways. Well, and it's also it's also related to I think an idea of. Um, that you will, you know, the idea that even someone on your side will be like, that's a stupid idea, right? right. Or, or like, oh, that's problematic, right? Right, like, right, right. Um, right, and that, that's like the last um, verse of this song actually is really good, right? It's um, shriek into the toxic well where everybody's screaming for themselves and leaves no space to process feeling lost. These overwhelming distractions lead to powerlessness and I feel too weak to walk it off. Mm-hmm. Right, and I mean, <laughs> what better kind of a uh, metaphor is like kind of shrieking into a toxic well mm-hmm. is about the um, <laughs> the best metaphor for um, Facebook that I've I've heard, yeah. or like um, Twitter, yeah, 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 yeah any yeah. of it, any of it. I mean, that's the, I mean, and, and kind of thinking about that metaphor is that, like, uh, you know, things like Cambridge Analytica are then, like, that the poisoned well water is being, like, harvested and then sold back in Dasani bottles, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Once you have that well water, do you know what can um, really clean it up really well? Oh, no. Yogi tea. Yogi tea, yeah. It's so interesting, yeah, because it's just, like, such a natural content in yogi tea that it, like, soaks up impurities without actually like have you ingest them which is pretty amazing i know i personally look to yogi tea for that right exactly and and that 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 helps you regain your power and no uh-huh. i think it does i feel i know i feel stronger and more confident after a cup of tea <laughs> um i think the other song that is connected to this this sense of kind of um like privilege and kind of privilege guilt is part of this suite, right? That there is this, like, you know, disempowered privilege suite mm-hmm. of the, um, your, th- like, the kind of, the USA song is kind of the stage setter, is kind yeah. of the untracked, um, and then you have this trilogy of your throat, um, all this useless energy, um, and, and powerlessness, right? But, and so your, um, right, that, that, uh, 
you know, the, the refrain of um, your throat is, you know, like you said, what's the point of having a voice? What's the point of having a voice when it gets stuck inside your throat? Um, but that, like, the previous kind of um, verse, right, is, and I think the one that kind of hammers this idea of kind of privilege mm-hmm. and kind of uh, and certain kinds of guilt, right, is I'll ramble incessantly on pointless rattlings in my head, first-person shooter games, guitar tones, ELO arrangements, the differences in an MP3 and a vinyl record that you can hear, but when it means something, I always disappear. Right. Right, and this idea of, like, um, and, and this getting back to this idea of what's the point of having a voice, right, because, you know, having a voice is very good kind of language and idea for privilege, right? For mm-hmm. the the ability to speak. Right. Um, kind of already he's identifying himself is, as being in a privileged position. And having, right, by as having a, a voice. And, and yet, like, the only thing he feels like he can use his privilege for is, like, inanity, right? Right. <laughs> right. It is inanity and... Um, Right, no, exactly. Um, yeah, and I, and I think he, like, recognizes that and yet also feels uh, somehow kind of, like, unable to overcome that. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else is, is kind of there in the... Um uh, in in the lyrics, right? I mean, I mean, what do you kind of make, in, you know, either in the song or in the album as a whole, as the uh, the other things that kind of impede that ability of doing something? We talked about it a little bit on the powerlessness song, um, but were there other kind of um, songs or ideas that kind of connect to this? Um, you know, I guess yes and no. Um, in terms of the uh, what is the song about the anchor? Uh, apologies. Oh, that's the uh, all this useless energy. Yes, all this useless energy. I think which is like the like the Weezer ballad, basically. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it's the most like the Weezer ballad that's channeling the Pixie song. Um, and uh, to me, this song was interesting because it seems to be about this. I mean, at least a kind of. The way I I kind of view it is it's like a tour diary, right? He's, mm-hmm. like, on the road. He's driving through the country on tour. Um, and he's kind of, like, looking at the people around him and thinking about, like, the choices he's made um, in, in choosing to kind of, like, be a musician professionally and, like, make music and tour um, versus, you know, being in, like, a... Um, kind of like committed, stable relationship that's like set somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Or having like a family somewhere. Um, and I do think there's because well, I think as a background, right? He's our age, right? Like yes, he's like he's, he's like he's like my age to the year. Right? He's thirty five. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, you know what our age is? The baby age. <laughs> we are the baby age. Yeah, we're at baby age. I know. We're at baby age. You don't um, gotta tell me. You gotta tell me when I see my OBGYN this year, she's gonna lecture me. <laughs> she's gonna be like, "Are you gonna have a kid? Because you, you better do it. Pl- play the song. You better just, do it. Just play the song for her." And I'll be like, "Look, I just think Jeff Rosenstock has something to say about my ambivalence <laughs> about all Doctor Jeff OBGYN. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Jeff. Um, yeah, but I think the song is like about the ambivalence he has about, you know, on the one hand, like the I think the lyric is like. I don't want to abandon the joys. I'm worried of abandoning the joys that framed my life. But all this useless energy won't hold me through the night. Hmm. And I think to me there's... um, Hmm. I think 
you know, I think there's something, like, kind of related there to some of the kind of, like, disconnection um, sentiments that he's expressing in the other ones. And, you know, I think some of these ideas about bowling alone and social capital building, right? Like... He's punking alone, right? He's kind of punking alone, right? He fe- he feels somehow like he's punking alone. I mean, on the one hand, I guess if you're in the music community, that is a community and a social yeah. scene. There's a lot of social capital in, like, um, being a part of, like... Uh, like a you know a, being a part of a musical scene right and and like that's definitely there especially a like DIY one like you know everyone knows each other to a certain extent right there's like some level of like there's some there's a social network right like I'll say that well and I I do even think that and that kind of kind of connection in a music scene kind of goes back to the very first sonic moment of the album, right? The yeah. Lawrence Stevenson um, voicemail, right? Hello, best friend. It's me. Hope this makes it on your new record. Right. Um, and there's a, it's, it's so simple, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's the idea that you can have someone who both addresses you as best friend um, can just say, it's me. Right. <laughs> um, and then can express a, a simple message of hope. Right, <laughs> right, um, and 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 there's but this is a double message of hope, right? That it's there's a hope about the this message, and then it's a, about a new record, right? And the fact that there is a new record is a thing of of hope, right? And so, I mean, it's an interesting thing. Then. Is the energy of making records and touring and playing songs is it useless energy? Because like this is the idea, right? Is that that it seems like. Um, because like I think that that is this um, this useless energy, right? I'm, mm. I'm tired of abandoning the joys that framed my life, and so those joys are like the joys of being in the van, right, and playing right. punk music. Um, and uh, but then it says, but all this useless energy won't get me through the night, right? And, and that I mean, this useless energy is the punk energy, right? Right. Yeah, I think so. It's like that. Cre- it's like a creative energy. So, yeah, it's hard for me to understand that it's, like, being useless, right? It's, like, by all accounts, fairly productive. Like, you've made a bunch of albums, dude. You've toured them. You've made, like, you've made a career living out of that energy, right? It's productive, you know. I think useless energy, useless, like, uh, bad energy is, you know, um, nervously touching your phone, which is another thing he cops to, right? Right, 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 right. And that's more like useless energy. But I do think. But I guess it is good. Then it gets to won't hold me through the night, right? Right. Neither your iPhone nor your punk scene will spoon you, right? No, right. And I guess I guess that is true, right? Like, um, you can <coughs> you can be part of a social network and yet still feel pretty like alone <coughs> and isolated, even when you like kind of know so many people, right? Or have so many friends um you know and so i do i do think there's like a kind of ambivalence there and like this kind of desire um or wondering like whether the other path of like being in some sort of committed relationship in one place rooted to one place is like the would have been the answer or like the way to to feel like to really um you know in some ways like to, to the political message like kind of establish like real like 
rootedness and community and trust. Well, because then I think the other kind of then the bridge is, oh, please, you're not fooling anyone when you say you've tried your best because you can't be your best at anything when you can't get any rest. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that sense of like in. So I think that there's a I mean, there's a few kind of there's a lot of things that are bound up together, right? So yeah. there is the kind of restlessness and the energy of the touring life. Right. Um, and, and, and so the, the kind of driving in the van, <laughs> sleeping on the floors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then there is also, I think the useless energy is though also kind of like being on tour in your mind, right? It's a lack of being present as well. And so I think that the idea of then getting rest, I do feel like it kind of cuts the knot here though, but by like saying that what is needed is rest is that you can, I do think it's that you can, you can put down roots without settling. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it tries to thread that needle. Yes. Um, I think it does. Uh, I think he is trying to thread that needle and um, trying to figure. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. That you you can put roots down without settling. Um, yeah, and I think I mean it's it's um, you know I, I, it is interesting, right? Because this is especially for that song and and especially the slower songs in the album, but some of the others um, do connect. Right? We kind of talked about some of the like kind of power. Power pop, power pop, um, kind of pop punk influences on this album, but the slower songs do live in that kind of Weezer's Pixie space. Mm-hmm. Um, the TV stars song um, uh, is is a little more in a kind of pet soundsy kind of space, yeah. um, and uh, and kind of nine out of ten lives there as well. And th- those songs are, and especially as it goes on, right? TV stars and nine out of ten are a little more about kind of... It still has the same kind of ennui and isolation, but is expressing a desire for romantic partner as yes. well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that in, in TV stars is about... I mean, TV stars feels like a relationship kind of um, crumbling in the midst of this kind of world, right? Of, of kind of like, you know... Um, right there, are, there are lyrics about falling asleep, uh, uh, falling asleep to different shows, right. um, or I guess, or, and, and um, at least falling asleep to different shows than the ones we drift away with, um, and and the the idea of TV stars don't care about who you are, right? And so I do feel like that, right? I feel like there's a, a kind of disconnected relationship there, right? No, I I think that's right. I think there is a discon. I do think this was like a kind of romantic song and like about, um, and there is definitely that undercurrent here, um, and about, uh, you know, yeah, I I I think so. I also am like very struck by the song, like the first verse. I kind of wonder kind of what you make of that in terms of like the kind of romantic thing and i think this goes to i think the um hmm. the prior lyric about you know i haven't tried my best if i can't get any rest yeah. right in this, this first verse he talks about i can't play piano all that well like i'm fine i can get away with it if i'm acting like i'm drunk on stage and you're shocked i'm playing anything i can get a, i'll get away with it um and i think i think there's something interesting there about um kind of being upset that he can get away with it, right? He's upset that he's gone, like, it's like he's upset he's gone in this pass. Um, 
you know, and, you know, I'm kind of, like, curious, like, how you read that in the terms of kind of feeling the sense, you know, being upset about um, kind of, like, losing this person or, like, this person, like, like losing, losing the connection with this person, right, Um, or this person being with someone else. It is interesting because it is about it is the flip side kind of of the useless energy song mm-hmm. of that like getting away with it or, or like yeah. not like I think there's a difference between getting away with it and doing it right yeah and and, and um, right and so it's this idea of like being able to fake it till you make it um, but sometimes you fake it and don't make it and you don't make it right. Or, I mean, I think that's interesting, too, in that, like, he, it, this, like, sentiment that somehow he feels like he's not, yeah, like, the, the, like what his, like, creative output is, like, he's getting away with something. Yeah. But he's not actually, like, trying. He's not actually, like, I guess it's, like, it's, it's like, maybe he feels like he's not actually, like, making himself vulnerable. Like, well, he's not yeah. actually opening himself up to the vulnerability of trying something that will be, like, really hard and that he could fail at. And I think that, and then that extends to relationships. Yeah. Yeah. But you know who tries really hard and isn't faking it? Yogi T. That I know. They're so effortlessly natural. Um, yeah, but I think that that is right. So that this kind of, the faking it, um, is exactly kind of an analog to the relationship here, right? Um, yes. And again, because even just like the idea, the image of falling as, falling asleep to TV shows mm-hmm. is already itself like that is the faking the piano of like yes. of relationships, so, right? Like faking the piano of intimacy, right? right? Like, oh no, man, no, we fall asleep to the same shows. We're not like you know, we're not. We, we right. both we both pass out wordlessly to John Oliver. Yeah. Every, everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's I think that's right. I think that is kind of. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. I think you're right. That is the connection between these two. Um, it is the kind of like, uh, you know, a being upset or being upset and yet afraid about actually being vulnerable. Um, right. And like the, the failing, afraid of failing. Um, and that is sort of like what you get when you're vulnerable with someone. Uh, is that you can fail. Well, and and I think that then that kind of connects to 9 out of 10, right? Which is really about kind of longing, I think, is the right word, Um, right? That the, you know, again, it's the 9 out of 10, 9 times out of 10, I'll be stoned on the subway, reading backlit directives of what I should do, dodging eye contact with anyone who looks my way. 9 times out of 10, I'll be thinking of you. And then I'm so out of place when I can't be with you. If I don't see your face, it's almost like I missed you. Um, don't see your face. It's almost like I missed you. Um. <clears throat> well, I think earlier in the song, he says, I'm tired of feeling selfish, tired of feeling restless, tired of feeling down. Right, right. No, I, I think I think you're right. I think there is, like, a sense of longing here. Um longing for this person, right? Um, you know, and, like, I guess... Yeah, I mean, I think there is, like, a longing for this person, longing to, like, have that person's, like, uh, that, that intimacy with that person. 
I mean, it is interesting. What's what's the other ten percent? Oh, like what's he doing on the subway? The other ten percent? Yeah. <coughs> I mean, I guess he has to be sober. But that's also interesting because then when he's sober, he's not thinking of the person. Right. That's interesting. Oh, are these? I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> are the nine times out of ten right? So <laughs> yeah, like. Are all of the times when she is uh, stoned on the subway are also the exact times um, that he's thinking of the person? Or is it like, there's like 90%, like, so there are two variables. <laughs> Being stoned or not stoned, right? Right. Stonedness and thinking of you. Right. Um, and so is there a complete correlation of being stoned and thinking of you? Um, or is it these are just two things that happen? Like one of these kind of on their yeah. Yeah. Are they independently? Are they independent are they, are they yeah. or, or kind of are they um, are they, they, they related to each other? Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's hard to really say here because I think just because they're in the same um, chorus. um you know, we don't want to say that, you know, that, 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 you know, we don't, they seem to be like correlated with one another, right, right. but we don't want to say they're related, right? They're, they're chorus-related. They're chorus-related, right. Um, so, you know, I think it's kind of hard to say, right? It's, um, you know, they, they're chorus-related, but they're not, uh, yeah, I don't know if we're to read it as like, and I'm not even sure, like, if you want to really, like, is it, I mean, I guess if you really want to step back, this is, like, about the multiverse, right? Like, (laughs) 9 out of 10, like, universes. He's stoned on the subway. The 10th one is, like, could be anything. He could be anywhere doing anything. Um, 9 out of 10 multiverses agree. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, No, but, I mean, I'm also of the reading that, like, yeah, it's, like, stoned or not stoned, right, Uh, on the subway. Um you know, and then thinking of you, not thinking of you, right? Um, and I do think, yeah, I, I think, I think, in, I think, I think because it's a song, and songs have like a different kind of um, like empirical like uh, <laughs> logic uh, than you like mean, than you, like a bell curve or like a, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a typical like duh, like data distribution. <laughs> you read my mind is that I basically ask you what is the statistical distribution yeah. of underlying this song? Right? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think here, um, unlike in real life, uh, <laughs> correlation is causation, or they're like they're related, <laughs> I, or like I guess well, like you know, okay, so that's still kind of wrong, but no, I think they are. Uh, they're not independent. I think they are. Uh, very related. So, right. In other words, right. There is not, um, the, like in this kind of, in the great Excel sheet of life. Yes. Um, there are no cells in which the, um, mental state is sober and the, um, and, and the thought is thinking of you or, or where it is high and, and not thinking of you. That's right. Yes. So then, I think that is what we gotta assume hmm. because of the uh, fundamental rules of song logic. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bayesian song song to song 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 song. Boy, I'm I'm a little parched. Yeah. You know what I could use to get me through to the end of this podcast? I definitely some yogi some yogi tea. 
Yeah, I mean, <sighs> real talk, podcasting's not always easy. No, it's pretty hard. How do you feel like it's going, though? I think it's going really well. I think this is going, this episode's going pretty well. I think well. it's going pretty well. But yeah. you know what? I think it's like it's going well because of Yogi T. I No, I mean, I agree. It gives me like the energy to kind of like, and the kind of clarity of thought, you know, to really think through um, dense albums like Post. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is really, uh, it, it, it fuels my, my brain. It just has that, just like, it's the echinacea. Uh, yeah, no, that's my favorite flavor, actually. I also really like ginger because, you know, I suffer from IBS and um, I kind of have, like, a lot of food sensitivities. So ginger is always a really good, like, thing to drink. Yeah, and so, um, and, and, and it really, I, I find that the anise helps with my enunciation. Um, yes. And so it helps me to say things like Bayesian song statistics. Exactly, and and uh, and so that these are so in the Bayesian song statistics um, that I mean, and that is what's there's something interesting um, about this kind of uh, correlation, uh, the correlation and causation. Yeah, is that I mean, it is interesting though. Then because then that longing. So I, I don't think that being stoned in the subway on the subway is necessarily a positive state. No, I mean I don't know. I mean, I mean the way maybe I'm maybe that's like my kind of bias as someone who doesn't like want to be stoned on the subway. Like to me, that sounds like terrible because like I don't like I don't really like being stoned. Um, I you know I find it unpleasant. But you know I don't know. Maybe that's the, maybe this is like. To me, it does well, sound, though, it's, to me, yes. Well, My initial read is, like, this is kind of a disassociative, yeah. like, activity. Exactly. Well, and it's, it's, like, because I think it's also in the context of the album, like, right, that, nine, you know, nine out of ten times, that's most of the time. The, right. I mean, the overwhelming majority of the time, right. uh, I'm stoned. And I think the other thing that we've learned about the over... So the other things that, that correlate uh, yeah. with this is being kind of... Um, like lost and directionless, yes, um, and and kind of anxious for all of the things, um, the the downtrodden um, at all from the um, very beginning of USA, right? And so um, that you know those are also happening nine out of ten times. Right. So I actually, in that way, the thinking of you. If that's happening, right? Because this is an album of what what's what life is mostly like, right? Right, and I and I think yeah, I think you're right. If thinking of you is related too to looking at back like directives, I do think there's this like kind of disassociative like the answer is you, right? right like right. the missing thing is you. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what it is, right? So like <sighs> next to, next yeah. to the poster on like the New York subway about like man spreading, yeah. and next to the <laughs> sign about not leaving your trash on the subway is like you should have really like maintained that relationship with that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The more you know, <laughs> right? Right, and that's next to right like the New York Public Library like ad for like uh huh. you know like uh i don't know like uh james earl jones is speaking there or something but though it is interesting right so what you're kind of saying though is like maintaining relationships is a public good <laughs> right because like, right? all of those signs and all those psas are about public goods and i mean actually yes, it all true. it all circles back to the um the the social capital death spiral right, right. no i think you're right right that there is um 
you know, and in the end, the best builder of social capital is love um, or intimacy or whatever, right? Or life is love. <laughs> the social capital was inside of you all, all along. along. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but I think there is, I think you're right. I think there is this sense of like, um, you know, the way that, you know, I think this is true. I'm not, and this is not a new idea, and I'm certainly not like, but like, People say this, okay? Smart people, all right? Like, like put out the idea of, like, love being a thing that does, um, it builds, like, it can build social movements, right? Yeah, that it yeah. can build, it can build that kind, it can be the kind of, like, groundbreaking, trust-building, empathy-inducing force uh, needed to build, like, a real social movement. It is interesting. I think this connects to like maybe the two of the songs that we have not talked about yet. Yeah. Um, the and this, it's the two songs that flank it, right? There's the beating my head against the wall, um, and then um, and then let them win, right? Uh, yeah. And and right, beating my head against the wall. There's a lot to say with it because it's it's like this very kind of repetitive, kind of um, very simple punky song, or it's the yes. one that you kind of uh, also reminded you in its delivery of like a fiery furnace. Yes, song, this right? is the fiery furnace song, in my opinion. But right, this is the song song of like kind of I mean you know of arguing with somebody about politics right, right. this is this is this is the Thanksgiving uncle song, right? Yes, like, <laughs> I think that's right. Um, but it's also, I think it's funny because when you listen to it, it also kind of reminds you, is like, is this a relationship song? Right, it could be. Right? I mean, because it's, you know, it's the talk, talk, talking to you, but you don't want to hear me speak. Try, 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 trying to give you the courtesy of listening. Right. And it actually, I mean, it's like interesting. We, you know, almost 20 years have passed since um, Dismemberment Plans, What Do You Want Me to Say? <laughs> um, and, and this is kind of the, it, like, this is like the inverse, right? This is what do you want me to hear? Right, right. right. Uh, I'm trying to listen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, right. No, I completely. It's that guy. Uh, uh, but and, and I do think that like that is like this is like what's kind of missing is is that kind of the the empathy, love, and hearing. Right. But, and I think what's interesting about this is that this isn't necessarily. Like, it, it's all... This could be against anyone, right? And, right? and I think that, you know, you assume... I think that... And and I think this gets back to the, like, you know, tell me, was it you? Like, there is there are so many divisions and divisions within divisions that this isn't just, like, oh, did you vote for the other person? It's right. like, you know, are you the person on my side who was yelling at me for, like, making the wrong choice? Right, right. Like, uh, um, and so that, like, we're all... Like we are just surrounded by walls everywhere, no, right? Yeah, I guess that's the that's the irony, and I didn't even actually think about in the BB beating my head against the wall. <laughs> like, like, hey, spoiler alert: we already built the walls. Oh, and they're yes. in our hearts, and they're in our hearts. That's right, they're in our hearts. And, but Mexico is going to pay for those. walls But Mexico is going to pay for those walls. Um, but I think that, that then connects to like the very last song. Yes, I mean it's interesting, right? Kind of getting back to this. Um, idea about like nine out of ten right and that that uh song is called nine out of ten and and it actually thinks you know because there are ten tracks on a song is that nine out of ten of these songs are stoned in the subway thinking of you right um and then mm-hmm. i guess like the one i think that is this the one out is of this, ten? Oh, so is this like the sober song is that as what i'm saying? wondering yeah i don't know that's a really good question <laughs> this is like i think it kind of is right <laughs> 
<coughs> Sorry, I guess that question really was triggering. Um, Maybe do you know what you do you know what might help <coughs> to get yeah. all the way across the finish line? T, but yogi T in particular. T. T stands for trust. T does stand for trust. Um, yeah, no. It also stands for ten. It also stands for ten. That is so thoughtful. You know, it's funny because I didn't think. I didn't think Yogi T would have a, any bearing on this particular track, but that's so interesting. And T also stands for trouble, and that rhymes with P. It stands with T. <laughs> that rhymes with P. <coughs> oh my god, you make such a good point. And that stands for pull. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I was just really moved. <coughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to we're going to get out before uh, uh, before Rachel totally. Uh, I think I think all the yogi tea in the world um, uh, can cannot finish this. But let, like, so the last song, "Let Them Win," I think is the one sober song. Or I think it, it is because it is song. different, right? And it, it kind of is a litany um, of these these kind of things of you know the structure of is it. Um, you know, they can, they can, they can, we're not, we're not, we're not. I mean, and I think that that's, I think there's like several <laughs> things here, but again, it's, it's left unspecified. Yeah. And so it's less about, you know, I think that if there is a hope here is not to actually overly kind of reify it into the, these times. Right. Right. It's that. It, it it almost is is right like don't kind of put the proper noun of the they it's that <coughs> they's in general the idea of a they or a right. them um, is is kind of is what divides right I mean because all the things that the they's do are divide um, and all the things that we do is uh, is not let them uh, not let them win and I think what's really interesting about that is I mean there's a few things. Um, right, is that construction of they, um, the idea of they versus the idea of we. Right. right? And so it, it almost becomes a tautology, is that if there is a we, then we're not going to let them win. Right. Um, but I think the other thing that's interesting is that I think why it is so different than, you know, like the songs like Powerlessness, is that it actually says, oh, like, it's still on the structure of let them win. Right. And letting win is the language of someone who has the power. Right. Right, I think I think that's right. I think that is definitely I think that is definitely implied by saying let them win. Um, you know, and then uh, you know, and by saying that again and then saying they're not going to win. Um, but I I agree. Let them win definitely means like somehow we we allow them to um we allowed them to make us powerless, or we allowed them to turn us on each other. Right, that's that line, right? They'll sick us on each other to displace our power, but it won't happen again. Right. And I, I think this is definitely the sober song. Uh, it's the, definitely the song of the most resolve of all of the songs on the album, and uh, I don't think it's it makes sense that it's the end, honestly. Well, and I think that's what's really interesting. I mean, coming back to nine times out of ten, right? It's that it isn't a you, right? It ends with a we, right? Mm-hmm. And then and an us, right. and so that, that it is kind of rebuilding a kind of social capital, right? right. And, and that that you know that it is, 
you know, because part of a, you know, social capital kind of talks about networks and relationships, but then this is kind of almost starting over by imagining, imagining an we, and right? right. And it's building a, you know, even if there are things that are kind of breaking down kind of actual community, that this sense of imagining a we and a, a we that has a resolve, um, I think is, I mean, I don't know, do you buy the hope? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I do, but, uh. That's that's really my problem. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like very easy to end the album with like a song of hope, right? Right. Um, and I, I think it's right, it's like drop like, the drop the mission accomplished. Uh, yeah. Banner, right. Like push, push. But I guess you know. On the other hand, I guess like how can you not have a song like this? How can you not feel this way? Like, you have to feel this way, right? Or, or what are you going to do? Or, or you really... It, it, or, or I guess the energy was useless. Right, or right, the like, energy was useless, right? If you don't have a song like this, then you are sort of like, right, it is ener- useless energy. It's a kind of nihilism. Yeah. Um, and as much as I, like, sometimes kind of like nihilism or think it's, like, kind of interesting, you know, um, it's certainly, like, not... You know, I I also think it's like yeah, I I'm not saying that's yeah. the way to go. You like, know? It comes back to the original <laughs> question, right? Is that the you know by saying that this is like the you know, punk that's that's of of these times? Yes, right. It's weirdly I feel like to be of this time and to be really punky, right? Because we talked about this a lot in all of our iterations of punk. Is that the, the punk spirit is to rebel? Mm-hmm. So actually, there is a kind of rebellion against. The nihilism, right? right. And, and a kind of disconnected nihilism. Yes. Um, and and so yeah. And I think that's very like very like of of the age of uh, he's our cohort. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's very much of our cohort, I would say. Um, How so? Uh, I think as we we came up in a, I would say we we're like of all the post things we are. I would say we're like also post hipster. Mm. And I think hipster was a kind of right. Remember. Remember when people like purportedly like things ironically? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't go into like I like right. I think this podcast has like addressed the idea that people still do that. They just say that they actually like it and they like cheesy shit, um, and say that they're like really normal and down to earth yeah, 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 now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's normcore. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but aside from that, like I, I do think there is this kind of like our cohort saw kind of like the rise and fall of. A certain amount of like, uh, I think political like uh, nihilism. Even though we also had a lot of Bush albums, like a lot of them, <laughs> like a lot. right? Like so many. Mission accomplished. Yeah. So I do think there, but I think that's maybe part of the rise. And like we've seen these like crests, these ebbs and flows. So I think it makes sense to me. Um, I feel it's like of our of these times to write like not end on a on a nihilistic or disassociate totally like. Shrug emoji note, and we will not end on that note. We will end on a on the same note of positivity, but we will end. They will they will not win, but we will end the podcast. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna end on the emoji with like the hands on the head. Do you know which one I'm talking about? It's like kind of excited and happy, but also a little manic looking. I'm gonna end with the the um the the smiling with the two with hands. the little hands. I love 
love which that I, one. Which I always, I, I view that as a very like, kind of grateful emoji. Like, yes. it's a very kind of like, like you know, very, it's, very it's appreciative. Very, it's a very appreciative. It's an appreciative right? emoji. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I think we're going to end this album uh, and, and our first kind of foray back into the early months of 2018 um, appreciatively. Uh, I, yes. appre- I appreciate you, Rachel. I thank you for, for soldiering through uh, your cold to talk about uh, Post with me. Well, and I appreciate your patience. Oh, uh, and we appreciate you, listeners, for uh, time traveling with us. Um, hopefully, you all made it back from 1999, um, and uh, mm-hmm. and and are not there. If you if you are in 1999, then how are you getting this podcast? Because like I guess I guess someone put it on a disc for you, um, mm-hmm. and you're listening to it on your disc man. Um, and if you are in 1999, tell Matt to meet us back here in 2018 because um, we have some uh, indie and pop uh, uh, of our times. <laughs> That we need his help discussing, um, but in the meantime, um, let us know. What, you know, drop us a line, but help us build the us um, by all these many way, uh, many ways um, through uh, all, through the kind of well. <laughs> shout into the poisoned well yes. of uh, of Facebook. We're on many poisoned wells, uh, Facebook <laughs> and Twitter, um, and uh, you can always join us on. I think the the cleanest of all of the wells. Uh, the show notes at overthinking.com. Uh, overthinking com to discuss uh, post. Um, let us know what else you've been listening to. Um, we're going to again only cover about three more albums over the rest of this month, um, but then we're going to hit some more new ones um, when we return um, for our summer session. So let us know what you're listening to, what else is of this moment for you, um, and wherever you are. And whether you are are raging, whether you're stoned on the subway, or whether you're drinking refreshing yogi tea, just know that we will keep it real.